Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Great guest coming at you. As always, he's usually here on Thursdays, but it's a different week, so we got him on Friday. Glad to have him here on the show this week. Of course, you know who I'm talking about. Clip Schechter is here. He's Welcome waiting to the in party, the pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Pew, pew. I really, I saw a... Uh, a, a true social, a fraud social post uh, from Grandpa Poopy Pants this morning. The the authoritarian dictator. Well, he's a day one dictator. Uh, dictator. Excuse me. I keep. I don't know why I keep having that slip that he <clears throat> wants to have an authoritarian uh, member in his mouth. Um, but the Grandpa Poopy Pants had a, a fraud social post this morning, and this is. I really wanted to ask Cliff about this when I saw this. I was like, oh, I'm glad to have Cliff on this morning. So I talked about this. So Cliff, good morning, my friend, or afternoon, depending on where you're at in the country. I guess it's afternoon. I don't know where the hell I am, but right. I'm on your show. That's yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Welcome. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing better once I started listening to all the fun stuff you were saying. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm always with the fun stuff. I'm always with this. Speaking of fun stuff this morning. So. I, I know you probably get this a lot because I get this a lot too. Like when I post shorts or are here on the show or they, yeah. you know, these shit eaters in my comment section, they're always like, this ain't a democracy, it's a republic. Like they say that all the time, right? They say yes. that all the time. And now it would be nice if they took the dictionary off the shelf and dusted it off a bit and then like turned to the definition of a constitutional republic and actually read it a bit and understand that yeah. a republic doesn't have to be a democracy, but it can be. And in our case, it is. It is right. a democracy. How 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 about that? But you know well, what's funny? Good. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Well, it'd be Why? good if they look back at some of anything that was written by the founders or anybody. I mean, they probably look back at all of the slaveholding parts and, you know, masturbate with glee. But otherwise, it'd be good if they look back at parts that talked about what we are that say very, quite clearly, we are a democratic republic. That's the way that that was what we were founded as. And the reason they do that, that pernicious garbage is their Project 2025 and their agenda, you know, colostomy bag. I don't know what its nickname is, but that sounds right. And whatever the hell else they've come up with, with to try to get rid of because their project, they're making it very clear, is to get rid of democracy. Right. right. And also democracy, Democrat, bad word, Republic, Republican, good word. I mean, it's all branding garbage and bullshit. You know, that's that's and that's what they're good at. They're not good at anything else. Well, yeah. they're they're definitely salivating over a dictator. I mean, a dictator. Excuse me. I, I don't know why I keep I keep confusing that word dictator for dictator. I, I, I can't. Well, I can't you know, it may be right. burrito bowl day over there at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Could be. And could uh, be. Donald Trump likes to try different types of, of, of items in his, his burrito bowls. He likes the large sausages. Uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it'll be some secrets we stole about an uh, Iran nuclear project that just got in his food somehow. You never know what it might be. Well, it could be. Now, here's here's the thing, though, and we've noticed over the last few days as the day one dictator um, said it the quiet part out loud that he wants to be a dictator on day one. Now, I know he kind of said it like only day one, but that's not how dictatorships work. It actually works like when you become one, you you stay one. If you go again, if you dust off the dictionary and look up the, the meaning to the word dictator, 
you would know that that's what that fucking means. But you know, who's who's counting on what words mean anymore? Dictionaries, right? right. Who's counting? Who's actually doing the math on how words have definitions? Stop all your reading and learning and stuff. All right, (laughs) just stop it. Here's the thing: the crazy part about it is that it's almost like when he said it out loud, because he really wants his cult to want him to be a dictator, right? He's yes. waiting for this moment. He's the only one who can fix it, as he's Right, said, exactly. Right? But he's wanting his cult to say it out loud. He's wanting them to cheer, like at a rally, be our fear her, be our fear her, right? right. Like, he's he's waiting for this moment because he's got a huge heart on for authoritarians. We've always known that. And, he want, and it's because he wants to be one. And he yes, figures his MAGA cult is going to shape him into America's authoritarian. But here's the thing, is that he let the cat out of the bag a little too early because even Steve Bannon's like, oh my God, I'm so mad at Sean Hannity for letting Donald Trump say this out loud. Like, Steve Bannon isn't... Right. Steve Bannon isn't like, we should get rid of Trump because he wants to be a dictator. Steve Bannon's like, oh, my God, now everyone knows he wants to be a dictator. Like, that's what right. Steve Bannon's mad about. And also, at my last trip to my doctor, my lipid count was way too high. And he told me that hygiene is actually important. Oh, really? That's well, I mean, I think, I think that's what probably, <laughs> that, pro- probably, probably. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that's crazy is kind of this because they're slow walking towards them supporting a dictator openly. Like we want a dictator. This is what we want. It's a slow walk. Cause they, again, I I told the audience in the first 30 minutes, Hitler didn't just be like, I'm a Nazi and now I'm the Fuhrer. And then he took control. It took a slow walk and he actually got elected, believe it or not, uh, in in Germany. Yeah, he was elected. Right. He was elected with a thin margin because he broke up the country. Not with a majority. No, uh a reminder, right? It makes me think of another guy who can never win a majority here. Right, exactly. And, and but here's the thing. To that position by the conservatives, which reminds you of other things here, the more traditional conservatives, so they figured he'd bring along the populist base and they could control him. Sound like your life, Mitch McConnell, at all? Right. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But here's the thing, is Donald Trump is now trying to brand because he realizes that it was probably not a good thing that he did by saying I want to be the dictator so soon. And what I mean by so soon is before he has the nomination. Because right. once he has the nomination, then they can't really stop him at that point. Um, and that's when they'll really salivate. Most of them will fall in line no matter how much, they, because they're pathetic that way. Right. And he is really confident that he's going to win the nomination, even if he says this out loud, which I'm very confident he'll win the nomination, even Me saying this, this soon out loud. But here's the problem. Here's what he actually posted um, on Fraud Social. He says here, the Democrats disinformation machine uh, is hard at work trying to sell the American public that Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump, which is crazy. Oh, he's just president. He's so pathetic. Yeah, he is, is a, quote, threat to democracy. No, the only threat to democracy is the incompetence inept of crooked Joe Biden. We are now a failing nation. So the problem that I see with this is that now he's in a situation where he has to say, no, I'm not the threat to democracy. He is. The problem is, is there in his entire cult and the entire and the entire idea of authoritarianism is to undermine democracy. Now he's saying out loud that he wants democracy, which is going to cause a lot of confusion, which I believe is a good thing. This is a good thing to cause confusion amongst the masses because what it does is it forces people who really aren't paying attention to have this conversation, which 
when normal people who are voters but do not pay attention to politics start paying attention to what is important in an election, authoritarianism versus democracy is what our decision is going to be next year. When they pay attention to that, uh, the, the sooner the better, I guess, is where I'm well, going. Yeah, well, two key things have happened here and probably some others I'm not thinking of, but I can think of two things off the top of my head. One is because of people like you and me and your audience and so many other people out there that have kept screaming and yelling about this and losing our our collective shite on the media for the absolute piss poor job that they've done during the entirety of Trump's existence in politics. Finally, they started moving in the direction and saying things. The New York Times actually used the F word and called him a fascist. The Washington Post actually had an opinion piece about how it's likely that we're going to become a dictatorship now, which I don't know that I agree with, but that's an important piece for people to read. And so some of the main guys who determine in these big newspapers and cable outlets, Joe Scarborough had a whole long segment on it. You and I, I think talked about this last time. This was These are very important things, but I'd say since last time, the other incredibly important thing, and you can hate her, fine, is Liz Cheney. In the end, look, I will argue with her all day and all night long. Her policies are wrong. Her policies are stupid. Uh, you know, so don't think I'm sitting here like, oh, she's wonderful now. But if you read any of these books by experts out there who tell you how authoritarianism is defeated, it is when everybody else, no matter their politics, from socialists on the left on over to conservatives on the right, unite against either a communist on the left, a dictator or a fascist dictator on the right. So to have her out there, you know, telling these stories, these behind the scenes stories and also undermining Mike Johnson and Jim Jordan and all these things she knows when she has the name Cheney, when she was in leadership, when her dad literally used to be the Satan of the left and her dad was the vice president. This is incredibly important because she can reach, again, the 33% who's a, who are the cult members, they're all in. There's nothing to do to change their minds. But what their game is here is that other 15 to 20% whose votes they can either suppress or who they can convince that Donald Trump's the lesser of two evils by making up garbage about Hunter Biden and by trying to impeach Biden and trying to do everything they can to muddy those waters. And that's why it's really important that the media and that Liz Cheney and people like her are out there. And I'm hoping that Cheney will join Romney and will join, you know, what's his name, Kinzinger and other people like that and go around the country and make this argument to everybody so they get it. Now, Shannon here on YouTube is pointing out because I actually disagree a, 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 a little bit more than just a little bit with you on Cheney. And here's the reason why is I believe that Liz Cheney uh, is doing it for certain motivation, which I really don't give a fuck her motivation. Um, I don't care about her motivation. I know her motivation. I, I think that she's going to try to run as a third party ticket. That's the reason why I'm not I'm not the, I'm not advocating for Liz Cheney to to, to say uh, are, are for people to prop her up as a hero. Now, here's what I not a I, hero. Uh, remember, I was very right, right, to exactly. Say that. No, no. And, and here's here's what I want to say about Liz Cheney. I believe that um, you're correct in that this is the way that fascism is beaten back. But what is important about Liz Cheney uh, or Mitt Romney or Adam Kinzinger, especially Liz Cheney, though, is that she was third in leadership in the House caucus when Donald Trump was trying to steal our election and commit a coup. She knew yes. what was going on. She's admitted that she's been part of the conversation. The, the part that bothers me about Liz Cheney, and I think this is the conversation that all these commentators should have because I think it will force Liz Cheney to do what she needs to do to get in a position where her, where her speaking out actually has an effect because I actually think it has 
it has no effect the way she's doing it now because what she's not doing is is she's not apologizing to America because she caused Donald Trump. She is part of leadership. She is part, she is of, part of the apparatus which led to him. And same until with Kinzinger, she, right. same with Romney, same exactly. with Murkowski, the same with all of these ones who've spoken out against him. I agree. I, I just say something quickly though. I, I agree with you. It's just I think that there's nuance here. I think you're playing as black and white as in either she she makes a difference or she doesn't. I think she will be much more effective if she apologizes and does and, and does that kind of thing. Yes. And, but I do think that still, and I know some of these people that are conservatives who hate Trump or mo- they still think they're moderate Republicans. I don't know what that means anymore. But and and those types of folks can can deliver a message to them. People like Cheney and Romney and Murkowski, whatever that you and I cannot deliver. And so I do think. Again, it's, I'll say quickly, and I'll let you respond to it. It's, I'm yeah. not making her a hero because, nope, I just said everything she believes that I know about is stupid or wrong or both. Um, and it's not about pretending she had nothing to do with this. So did a bunch of those never Trumpers who are out there doing stuff. They were involved in this stuff, too. But the pro- but right now, when you're trying to bail you, know, you, when your whole purpose is stopping authoritarianism, I'm worried, I'm willing to work with almost anybody at the moment. And I'm willing to fight with them again in the future. I will not call them a hero. I will not whitewash what they did in the past. But they're saying this stuff I still think has value and I still think is important. Well, I think this conversation that we're having right now is just important or more important than it. And the reason why is because what I want to have happen is I want Liz Cheney to move to apologize to the country for what she did. Because until she does... All of it falls on deaf ears. And the reason why is because um, um, because you talk about nuance. The problem is in this country with social media, we've lost all nuance. We've lost it. We certainly have lost right. most of it. You're absolutely we've lost right. we've lost a lot of it. And that's and, and that's the reality. It's not it's not something that I want, but it is the reality. Um, a prime example is some of the bullshit that has happened with, uh, and I want to talk to you about this too, real quickly, mm-hmm. if we can. Is uh, MIT? I'm, I'm going to talk about it with you till you kick me off. So Penn, it's really Penn, up to you. Penn, Penn University, um, and I think Harvard went and testified, and um, the situation where they're really they're, I, I I fucking hate in this country that people don't understand the First Amendment. They have the right to say this shit if they want. But these students don't have the right not to have consequences. And the consequences when you call for genocide of Jewish people is that you're going to lose your your scholarships at the school that you're saying it at. That's the consequence. Thank you. No one's putting you in jail. Right. But when you have the school is a private entity that has the right. And I'm sorry, like, I I appreciate you're saying this. this, I'm involved in this conversation. A, I'm Jewish. And B, um, I went to University of Pennsylvania. So this is actually all pretty important to me. And. It should be the easiest thing. I mean, I, what I what I wanted to see there is, look, if I were to go and I were to say something horrendous like the N word, it would be held against me, and it should be held against me because right, you're not going to be jailed, but they're not going to put you in jail. But there will be consequences. There will be consequences. Who has the right to say we're a private institution? You're not saying that shit on our campus. And it's the same thing when you call for genocide of anybody, you are inciting violence, whether you're calling it for Jews or Armenians or whether you're calling it for Libyans or Canadians. You are inciting, well, not Canadians because they're funny. 
Like, I, <laughs> that, that's that's okay. When you call for it for any group of people, you are inciting violence, and it should not be allowed on that campus. Again, it is completely different. The First Amendment regulates what the government does. These schools go further, and I know for a fact that if I use certain kind of rhetoric about certain groups of people, they kick my ass right out of there, and they'd be right to do it. Well, so and, and that's be consistent. That's, well, and and the freedom of speech does not absolve you from consequences. It correct. It, it, it makes sure that you can't be jailed and held criminally responsible for using your speech. But it doesn't. And and I tell my audience this, and this is what I know about the freedom of speech, not what I believe. What I know is that every piece of speech, whether good, bad, and different, whatever that piece of speech is, there's consequences. Consequences can be good and they can be bad. My view is, is that the consequence on these students doing this is good. That's a good consequence. It shows other people that, hey, be be aware that when you use your freedom of speech to call for other students on a college campus to, 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 to be exterminated, to be exterminated, that you're going to have consequences. That's a good consequence to me. It's bad in their eyes. And they're whining and crying about the speech that they made and the speech that they used. And now that there's consequences, listen, this is MAGA type shit. When MAGA does this stupid shit, when, like you said, they go on tirades inside of a fucking restaurant and they're calling people the N-word or on a racist rant or doing stupid shit. And then people are recording it and they post it on the Internet. And the Internet's like, hey, where's this person work? Oh, this person has public profiles. And now That's we right. find out who this person works. It's and the there's consequences. Kind of it's consequences, folks. It's consequences. Your show here is a private show. You run it. You make the decisions. If I go out there and I start saying, Tony Michaels, that son of a bitch, is a racist, you know, blah, 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 blah. You can say, hey, Cliff's an asshole, and I'm not having him back on my show. And you know what? You're not taking away my free speech rights. The government still guarantees me that. You're just saying, I don't need Cliff talking on my show, the show that I own. Well, private institutions can make those same decisions that we are not going to allow this because this incites violence. It creates division among the people here. It leads to a hostile environment on campus, and it's wrong. And I'm sorry, that whether you're calling for genocide of Jews or whether you're using certain loaded terms, whether it's for African-Americans or for some, for the LGBTQ community, we can make, you know, others, I can't go through and name every group, but the point is we can make these determinations that no, you can't be homophobic, you can't be Islamophobic. We're not going to let you do that on campus. And that's what this is about. And that, and, and I want to circle back to Liz Cheney for a minute. And that's all yeah. I'm asking is that, because Liz Cheney's using her first amendment right here. That's what yes. she's doing. She's using her 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 First Amendment right. She's not an elected member of Congress anymore. Um, she she's she's held to certain standards about classified information um, because of laws surrounding that. So she doesn't have sure. the First Amendment right fully because the First Amendment right isn't on a isn't. We total. have plenty of exceptions. Right. You exactly. The president. Right. Life. Exactly. You can't share child porn, which, by the way, I think that's a good thing. You may want to cut right. out, but I just said that because the YouTube algorithm may. Oh no no I don't I, I, I YouTube fuck YouTube <laughs> we 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 practice freedom of speech here and we accept all the consequences that's the that's the difference but what I want to get back to is the consequences of Liz Cheney's speech and and the reason and I, I these two things are not the same but the freedom of speech is the same and that's what I'm trying to say about Liz Cheney is I'm not saying what she isn't doing is good. I'm saying the consequence of her speech by her saying what she's saying without the actual context that, hey, 
The reason why I'm saying this is because I know because I created this. Because yeah, yeah, I was there. And it, right. Uh, if she would say it yeah. that way, and the and the, the thing that frustrates me the most is she's on a book tour, so she's she's forcing whoever is interviewing her for this book to a- not ask certain questions. That's how it works. You you know this. Um, yeah. In media, when you're doing certain tours, you want to make sure that certain people aren't asking name, certain like things. She is. You can make right. rules about right. what they could. Yes. Right. And and so. What's frustrating to me is that that is what is I know that's what is happening. And what's frustrating me is Liz Cheney won't use her freedom of speech to have the ultimate good consequence, which is what she says she wants, which is to to destroy fascism and and get back to the regular Republican Party. Right. That's what she's saying. Um, But without, without her actually taking responsibility and accountability in public, I believe that her speech that she's using right now, the consequence badly is going to be that no one is really going to care what she says okay. because she's okay. not doing the thing that she should do. That's my you opinion. I mostly agree. Okay. Right. I mean, I think I agree with you. She needs to, to apologize. She needs to make it clear. She needs to make it clear that, that there are consequences even for her, that she's learned things and that she's changed. Okay. Like somebody who's a perfect example you're talking about right now. I don't know whether you like him or not, but, but Joe Walsh, who has come out and apologized numerous times and said, I was wrong. I helped create yes. this. I am. I was the part of the problem. Um, I agree. So I agree that, that that's something. She that, that, to do. And I'm, that, and that is, uh, that is a good example. And I don't mean to cut you off, but that is yeah. a good example. I vehemently disagree with almost everything Joe Walsh believes. Me, me like too. there's a lot of shit that me and him do not connect on and we oh. would never connect on. And, right. and, and he, he, he still has views and he posts them on online yeah, yeah. and he has those views that I would vehemently disagree with. But I agree with you. The fact that if Liz Cheney did what Joe Walsh did, she would have more credibility with what she's doing. And, and, and the reason why is because it feels like to me, most people are viewing this the way I view it is that Liz Cheney is trying to profit from a book. It's not really about democracy and, and it's kind of the fuck you anything. And I, and, and I, I agree. I, the only place we slightly disagree is I think when she is saying it because of her name and because of her former position in the party and because of the bankruptcy of our media, that they love big names and they want to quote Republicans. So they're getting both sides, you know, and all of that is that is that the media will report certain things and say certain things they would not say if she weren't saying them. So I still believe it has. An, in other words, the only place where you and I differ is I, I absolutely agree it would have a much more of an impact if she would apologize, right. but I still believe it has some impact. And right now, to me, anything that stops the orange bull from crawling back into our lives is something that I will accept. And, well, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I think what it does is it forces it forces the the the, the overall discourse into Liz Cheney's uh, arena and her universe to say, "Hey, yeah. you're falling on deaf ears." You're you're not doing it's not making because I believe that she wants to make an impact. It's just she doesn't want to go as far as she has to go to make that and impact. She'll never make the impact unless she does. And and I, the place I disagree with you only mm-hmm. the other, other place slightly is I don't think she's angling for a third party run because I think she's smart enough to look at the numbers and like, she can't win. What I think she's angling for is to try to to, to hobble the mag, MAGA side of that party, which I'm not sure is possible, but enough. She's doing what Chris Christie is doing. They're both trying to set themselves up for 2028. Their hope is defeat Trump, you know, and 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 defeat enough of the people like Trump that the people that are pretending who aren't real Trumpers will come back and be more like, 
Liz Cheney or Chris Christie. I'm not sure that's possible. I think it's likely impossible. So I think it's a fool's errand. But as far as I'm concerned, the way, same way I would say Chris Christie trapped a bunch of people on a freaking bridge because he wasn't endorsed. He's a, he's a bully and he's a horrible human being. But I am actually glad to have him up on that stage saying what he's saying when people from Fox News and whatever are watching. Because I do believe he can reach some people that you and I can't reach. Well, so- I'll tell you, if you want to talk about Chris Christie for a second, um, I actually, and I told the audience this the other day, and they were kind of mad at me because they're like, don't give him any ideas. I'm like, look, no idea that I say is MAGA going to take and run with it. No fucking way. That's <laughs> not going to happen. They're going to think that I'm the dumbest person on the planet for saying this stuff. Trust me. But it, uh, uh, but I watched uh, the clips of uh, Chris Christie absolutely destroyed. Which is key, uh, by the way. You watch the clips the way I did because yes, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to watch the fucking debate. Eighth Amendment protects us while well, we're talking about amendments from cruel and unusual punishment. Right, right, right. And watching that Republican, right. you'd have to pull like clockwork orange shit on me with my arms right, like that right. to get me to right. watch. But I watched the clips too, and he watching him kick Vivek Ramaswamy's ass is one of the most schadenfreude-filled experiences that you can have. So, so I'll tell you, yesterday ahead. I showed that clip. And my take on it is, uh, and and a lot of people didn't like that I was saying this out loud, but it is the real raw truth. Um, if MAGA and the Republicans plucked their head out of their ass, like they like they plucked it out of their ass, and they decided that Chris Christie could be the nominee, Chris Christie would beat Joe Biden. And the reason why he would beat Joe Biden is because of the performance that he had against Vivek Ramaswamy, Poop Matt Ron, and how how he fucking co-opted Nikki Haley's voters to come to his side. He's very, I he's mean, a master. Again, he's a master. You can, at say, it. can say whatever you want. He wanted, he found a way that first turn, you know, in the beginning there to win in, you know, to win in democratic New Jersey, which no Republican has done for governor for a while besides him. He is what he did there. I mean, again, and I'll criticize him to the end. What an evil. Yes. He's a scumbag. Yeah. I mean, Chris Christie's a fucking scumbag. That was a masterstroke to get in and defend Nikki Haley to yep. try to win some of her people and sound more moderate and then wedge some of them away and then go after Ramaswamy's extreme. He, in, in a way, he's making it like Nikki Haley can't defend herself. I'll defend her. And Ramaswamy's a piece of crap and he's positioning himself right in the middle there. And I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't go so far to you say that because I think if the economic record comes out, it can help Biden. I wouldn't go so far as to say he would definitely beat him, but I would be really scared of Chris yes. Christie with their nominee. And I would actually say I would probably give him the advantage over Biden. I yes. would agree with I, I, I definitely, I definitely, especially in the middle of the country and the places like we're from, um, yep. they, they love this tough guy thing. Uh, even do. though it doesn't make a lot of sense, they love the tough guy thing. That's what they love about Trump. And I, I want to point out that I, I do not discourage dissent here on the show. That is why I welcome the argument between me and you about how we stand for Liz, what, 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 what Liz Cheney and how sure. she's doing it. But uh, Snowden says here, I don't agree with Tony. And I think she's not agreeing because of uh, Chris Christie. And I'm not saying it because that's what I want. What I'm saying is, is that what, what you have to understand about MAGA and where they're at in the cult and the Republican Party is they are standing there looking at someone who could beat Biden and they're choosing the person that will definitely lose to Biden. Yep. And 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 it's because of their delusion and their cognitive dissonance. And folks, that's what my optimism yep. is. And I, I don't they're know. Cult. I mean, again, they're really optimistic about 2024. They, yeah, yeah, I am too. They can't think any other way. And already uh, abortion rights has moved the dial by seven points on average right. in any different district or any different. So you've got that. The attacks on democracy, absolutely. The economy, at some point, the people are, are feeling it more and more. So it's less important for the media to report it. But at some point, 
where we have record-breaking month after record-breaking month. We have this amazing economy. It's going to have to be covered. And I really do think at that point we're in great shape. And I even think we're in great shape to beat those two fucking aliens, you know, Ted Cruz and Rick Scott, those scumbags, because I do think a seven-point shift, if it happens in Florida and Texas, some other states, not good enough. Can it, is it enough? To beat Hawley in your state, I'm not sure. I hope it is, but you know, it depends they, on the candidate who the candidate is here in Missouri. To protect most of our candidates and to beat Rick Scott and to beat Ted Cruz. And so, yes, I've got I've, I've got optimism uh, about this stuff going forward too. And thankfully, you are right; they are too crazy. They will not pick the one guy who I think would have the by far the best shot at winning. Um, the one place I will disagree with you is when you say that you allow dissent on this show. I just want to warn everybody. Like you see me sitting here right now, but I, I'm, you could have a body double here in two weeks, like with Fetterman. And what happens is Tony, you know, sent me down to, to Gitmo and I'm locked down there and you just don't know it. There's like, there's a Fetterman type body double of Cliff Schechter City. So don't fall for this shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. This over, that vengeful bastard is going to have it. Is I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna replace uh, Cliff with AI and have the uh, the Cliff who doesn't dissent here on the show and send yeah, the I other one. To get that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott here points out because I said "fuck you, pay me" earlier. He points out that it's from Goodfellas, so I think he wants. Um, it is from Goodfellas. It, it is, is from Goodfellas, and I think he wants the sound effect. I think is what he's wanting. Yeah, I, we, I just actually watched that with one of my kids. This, the, again, I watched it again. I've seen it a million times. But this past weekend, you know, yeah, we, 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 it's, it's, hey, you got a problem? Fuck you, pay me. Right. And, you know, Fuck, right. You, pay Fuck, me. You, pay Fuck me. you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. Well, I mean, was, that's, we, we actually, because. Quoting, uh, uh, what's his name? Paul Servino's yep, character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's Polly is the, is Pauly, the. Right, right. Of so, so the scene, the scene Pauly. from Goodfellas is um, a restaurant owner has a problem with, uh, with Nikki, which is Joe Pesci's character coming in and bullying him and running up a tab. So he goes to the mob boss, uh, which is uh, uh, over Nikki, uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character, and he uses Henry, which is Ray Liotta's character, to, the, to have a meeting. He gets along with everybody. Yeah, right. and he gets he gets Polly, the mob boss, to come in with him and be in business with him in the restaurant so he can provide protection to him. Right. And this what is how the... Shoot him? He's like, well, that wouldn't be the worst idea. Right. Stares right. Down like, right. And he's like, okay, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. But, you know, he's being tough on me. I mean, right. It's, it, it's a perfect, it's a perfect description. And every time I, I look at someone like a uh, Bill Barr or John Bolton um, or any, any of these people who hold these books and hold this information uh, to write a book and to profit off the demise of our democracy, I always think of that scene and I always think of fuck you, pay me. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, oh, you ain't got the money. Who gives a shit? Fuck you. Pay me. Like it always reminds me of. I see why you think of that. Absolutely. Because that's that's what they're that's what they're looking. Yeah, for. that's that's what they're, that's what they're looking for Um, uh, when it comes when it comes to that. Let me see if I can and, find the I actually we actually had the sound effects somewhere here. so far off the Trump bandwagon when it becomes a point of uh, they're smart enough to understand the legal jeopardy he's in and they want to distance themselves as much as possible. It's fuck you. Pay me. And also. Uh, fuck you! Don't put me in prison. Right, sort of a combo of, of things going on there. That is true. That is true. Um, Cliff, I love having you on, and I'm glad we got to talk about because I wanted to talk about um, uh, 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 Grandpa Poopy Pants's uh, admitting that that we are a democracy, even though he he kind of did it weirdly. He did admit that we are, right. and that he and wants to undermine it. That's Cliff Schechter is really is really happy about that. Well, See, I can talk about myself in the third person, just yeah. like Donald J. Trump. 
Are you president though? Are you president Cliff Schechter? Is that president Cliff Schechter? Is really yeah, president. Right now. I mean, you know, everyone who's not a president he, says they're a president. So why not? You're president Cliff Schechter. President Cliff Schechter, tell me, tell the audience where they can find president Cliff Schechter and all his authoritarian content. All of my fascism, <laughs> you can find. <laughs> the place that I'm trying to build up the most is the YouTube. That's okay, good. At, at C. I have to say one more thing quickly. That's at C Schechter. Um, I got banned. I'm still at Twitter at Cliff Schechter, but I got banned for 12 hours last night because when, when Mike Johnson referred to himself as Moses, um, I went on and I said, well, maybe he should try climbing on a boat, going to the middle of the Red Sea, diving in and, and seeing if the water parts. And they decided I was encouraging suicide because of that. Even though like, who's, who's the dangerous one here? The guy who thinks he's Moses or me making a stupid biblical joke? But I am still there, even though I hate Elon and the whole place. But, you know, it still moves the conversation. So you can find me at Cliff Schechter on Twitter. And if you go on threads, it's at Cliff D. Schechter. I don't know why I'm different everywhere, because I'm an idiot. But at C. Schechter, which is YouTube, that's the one that's the most important one, because that's the one we're really trying to grow as you're trying to grow this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're all we're all trying to grow as we uh, as we fight the the day one dictator. I mean, uh, dictator Damn, who apparently knows we're a democracy, but he definitely wants to undermine it. Uh, so, Cliff, thanks for joining us. I, I'm also glad that we got to talk about the uh, University of Pennsylvania and the yep. controversy there. I think that's an important issue to to show that because the students that are losing their scholarships are now whining and crying about the consequences of their freedom of speech. And I want them to understand. I want everyone to understand that. They had the right to speak. They spoke, and yep. now they're facing the consequences. As you and so I do important. on our YouTube yes. channels and other places, and, but we can still face consequences from private entities. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Cliff Schechter, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Again, my friend, we'll see you in a couple yeah. weeks. Everyone, stick around. We'll be right back right after this. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. Don't delay and get your Pardon Blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardons not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fuck you, pay me. That is right. It's a great, great scene. That bonehead of the week coming up. with the last name Sanchez should be here very soon. Let's see if I can get tabs on him a little bit. Thanks, Cliff Jector, for coming on again. He couldn't make it yesterday, so he decided to come on today, which uh, was perfect because uh, these issues that I wanted to talk about end up, again, 
I want to let the audience know that I do welcome dissent on this. And you notice that me and Cliff did not fully agree on Liz Cheney. As you all don't always agree with me on everything, and that's okay. The important thing is that we have a conversation and that the conversation moves the narrative forward. That's the whole point. Because I believe, as Cliff, he kind of agreed with what I was saying, that her First Amendment right to use her freedom of speech to speak out against Trump and the Republicans would be a more effective uh, if she would actually do what she should do, uh, which is tell the truth. She should tell the truth about it. I feel like she's still lying about it. Actually, I don't feel like I know she's lying about it. And that's just, just how it is. And the whole book tour thing, the fuck you pay me shit, I will not lose my stance on that because um, I'm just not I'm just not in the uh, in the mood um, for someone to profit off the demise of our democracy because it's, you know, good for them in the moment. And it appears they're for democracy, even though they're profiting off the demise of the democracy. And the truth of the matter is, is that Liz Cheney 100 percent is responsible for Donald Trump. And she could have stood in his way long before she did when she knew who he was long before that. So. It is um, it is very, very, very important um, that we do that. Um, so and so and I think I think if she did do that thing, which is admit that she was part of the problem, um, I believe that she would she would uh, her 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 words would not fall on deaf ears because I don't want it to not fall on deaf ears. Right. That's what I'm saying is I want her speech to help not to hurt. And that's, and that's why it's, and that's why it's um, so important to move that conversation in that direction. And by having the conversation inside of our little echo chamber or our umbrella, make sure, because Liz Cheney wants to be part of our coalition, right? She wants to be part of the pro-democracy coalition, even though she doesn't really believe in the democracy that we believe in. She doesn't. She doesn't believe in that. She doesn't want the people to have all people to have the liberty that we want them to have the pro-democracy coalition as a as a majority whole. She doesn't want that. That's not who she is. So she'll never be part of our coalition because of that. She can't be part of our coalition, but she wants to help our coalition defeat Donald Trump. So she doesn't want to be part of our coalition. She's not part of our coalition. She just wants to make sure that we defeat her enemy. That's important. That's very important. And in that in that reality that you know that she is wanting us, the pro-democracy coalition, even though she knows she'll never be in the pro-democracy coalition, she wants to use our coalition to defeat her enemy. And that's how she's seeing it. And that's the prism she's looking through. And that's why she's not doing what she should do Democracy coalition to tell America, Hey, it was me that did this. It was this stuff that I did that caused this because either a, she doesn't really believe that, which is ridiculous that she doesn't know that she's responsible partly for this. Right. But if she doesn't know, which if she doesn't know that she was part of this, that makes it even more disingenuous, I think. So a lot of people are talking about the Lincoln Project and comparing the same thing to the Lincoln Project. A lot of Lincoln Project did 
and a lot of the Lincoln Project people. I mean, um, Naomi says here, George Conway. George Conway was at Donald Trump's um, f- when he when he won. He had a MAGA hat on the 91 in 2016. I don't know if you know that. George Conway was there at the at the acceptance speech, at the victory speech of Donald Trump in 2016 with a MAGA hat on. And they've since admitted that, you know, that they might have been part of the problem. But I mean, even the Lincoln Project and the founders of the Lincoln Project, like like Steve Schmidt, Steve Schmidt is the is the architect behind Dean Phillips. Yes, that's the truth. Now, if you want to know the truth about Dean Phillips, it I mean. It kind of feels like. To me. I mean, maybe I'm off my rocker here, but it feels like I can smell is what maybe what I should say. I can smell the signed copy of Harlan Hinter's Mein Kampf uh, in the uh, Dean Phillips campaign. Um, here, here's Dean Phillips um, on Forbes. I don't, I don't know. If Forbes has a channel now or something. I guess it's a YouTube channel. Uh, he can't, he can't get on uh, network television because he's too much of a fucking joke. I guess. And Steve Schmidt doesn't really promote him very well. Yeah, Steve Steve Schmidt, and um, a lot of people are pointing out that he got kicked. Um, he's not part of the Lincoln Project any longer, but he was a founding member, folks. This, this is this is what I I'm trying to tell you about some of these people, like Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Mitt Romney, Steve Schmidt. I'm trying to tell you about them. I'm trying to give you an idea. I'm trying to give you an idea that, yes, Steve Schmidt was a founder of the Lincoln Project. And the Lincoln Project does good work right now against Donald Trump. But when Donald Trump's gone, then what will they do? I mean, now that now that Steve Schmidt no longer has the platform of the Lincoln Project to speak out against Trump, what has he done? Huh? I'm trying. I'm trying to give you re- realistic reality and expectations here. Trump is not going to be around forever, folks. I know a lot of people in the liberal media, and a lot of people on the left, um, profit and 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 actually have a huge platform because of Trump. But he's not going to last forever. And a lot of these people out there who that's all they can talk about, like that's their only personality trait. When they're not when they're not focusing in on the problem, the problem is the fascism, not not Trump. Trump is not the fucking the he's not the disease. He's the symptom. Okay, he's the fucking symptom of the disease. And and people like the Lincoln Project and Steve Schmidt and some others out there and other groups that are more liberal than the Lincoln Project treat him as if he is the disease. He is not the disease. He is the symptom of the disease. That's why I try to show you the fucking symptom. I try to show you the disease, not the symptom. I try to show you all kinds of clips on this show of why it is so important that we fight fascism in this country. Now, again, he's the he's metastasized <laughs> and we don't need to have fascism metastasize into authoritarianism or have a fucking dictator. In this country. But there's some people out there that would happily fucking fight against democracy. And Dean Phillips is one of them. Dean Phillips is a Democrat. 
but he's he's no he's no longer part of the pro democracy coalition as far as I'm concerned. Neither is Steve Schmidt. And and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger were never proud of the pro democracy coalition, nor will they will be, nor will they ever be, because of their stance and their views. That's just the fucking facts. It's okay that they're not part of the fucking pro democracy coalition, and it's okay that they try to co opt our help into rebranding themselves, and to try to defeat their enemy. I'm willing to be. I'm willing to be the the reason why we defeat Trump. The pro-democracy coalition, I am willing to be the reason why we defeat Trump in 2024. I'm that that's shit. Yeah, that's what I want. But this idea that it's Liz Cheney that's somehow the fucking the reason, that's bullshit. It is us, folks. It is us. It's us. That's why that's why I, I knocked on Joe Scarborough when he acted like it was our courts that saved our democracy in 2020. The courts didn't save our fucking democracy. The courts just fucking told the truth about how we saved our democracy. We did the work. We got out and voted. The pro-democracy coalition saved this fucking nation in 2020. We got to get our fucking heads on straight. And look at this thing through the correct lens. It's important. It's important. And Dean Phillips here is no member of the pro-democracy coalition. He may have been at one time, but we need to kick him out on his ass and never invite him back. Fuck Dean Phillips. Fuck him. Uh, Same way with TYT. Same way with TYT. Same way with Chris Cuomo, what he said on PP peanut butter podcast or whatever the fuck that shit is. I don't know. Some stupid fucking podcast that a bunch of right-wingers go on. Chris Cuomo went on and said that that Trump wouldn't be any more threat to American democracy than Joe Biden is. Give me a fucking break, folks. Joe Biden is not out there in front of a camera saying that he wants to be a dictator for one day. He's not saying that shit. And if he did say that shit, goddamn, the fucking right-wing media would melt down. They would fucking melt down. Give me a break. Dean Phillips is no friend to democracy. Fuck Dean Phillips. Let's listen to him. You said that, you know, voters here are disenfranchised by the whole, um, you know, calendar that we saw play out with the DNC. I mean, given all of that and given what you said about the president, do you, do you think that the president is a threat to democracy? Yes. Because if he wasn't, he would say something about what happened in Florida last week. And if he wasn't, he would do something about what happened in New Hampshire. How can you be the president of the United States condemning the former president, who is clearly a dangerous man, and do what he did in New Hampshire and allow what's happening in Florida? How? I mean, I don't quite understand. So Dean Phillips wants Joe Biden to be an authoritarian dictator, I guess, and just, you know, sign something and it's all gone. Dean Phillips is a fucking idiot. This same stupid shit that I've been warning you about with TYT and some of this fucking bullshit on the left about how slow walk to authoritarianism, folks. It doesn't matter where the authoritarian comes from, the left or the right. And we should not fucking support or prop up any authoritarianism anywhere. Fuck them. I mean, unless it's here on this show and then I'll I'll be an authoritarian here. Um, But I'll invite this guy on. I mean, we can have this guy on. We'll, we'll, We'll have this guy on. This guy... This guy has some dissent sometimes, but we agree most time. Gabe Sanchez, the guy with the last name Sanchez, 
here on the show. It must be time for Bonehead of the Week, I guess. Is that what it is? Excuse me. Excuse me. Very rude. Okay. Very rude. Time for Bonehead of the Week. <laughs> oh, Bonehead of the Week. Are you it's sick? A great. You got a Luden in your mouth right now? Yeah. Well, it's actually a Halls. Oh, get can out you of here. With this, can you though. tell? Well, yeah, I can I can smell the menthol from here. Yeah. So here's the thing is like um, I start the show and I'm good because what I do and this is my secret um, for the last couple of weeks is I take Dayquil right before the show wow. and it kind of gets me all hopped up. But it's got that cough <laughs> medicine in it to keep me from from getting into a coughing fit because I'm fine with the coughing as long as I'm not like yelling and screaming and talking mm-hmm. the problem is to do the show i i kind of gotta do some of that so yeah so i get to where the first 30 minutes is okay but i get into the 45 minute mark and that top of that first hour and i'm starting to really kind of feel that you gotta you gotta double down man you gotta right you know, so i so i gotta some. pop the halls in the meantime to kind of stable uh, off any coughing fits that's why i'm glad to have cliff because then i can mute my mic and cough and he's talking right and then i'm glad to have you on the show because now i can have a coughing fit without uh, anyone hearing while you're mm-hmm. talking and there's not a break in the show because you know you know this there's one thing that makes me more frustrated than anything uh with this show is i don't like any breaks any yeah. I, I talk the full two like the whole thing uh-huh. every single second there's no there's no pause. There's no break that kind of that irritates me when it happens. But I'm glad to have you here on the show. How's the car situation going? I wasn't able to watch the other day. How, how's that? Uh, it's so basically for people who are wondering, a uh, car was stolen a little over three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've basically checked in every week with the police. And now it's at a point where the um, the insurance is like, yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to find it. So. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to go through. Your car is gone. Your car yeah, is it's, gone. It's gone, which fucking sucks around the holidays. Um, And so I don't so, know. So let me ask you, would you, yeah. Um, I, and this is a game maybe we can play. Would you rather, yeah. would you rather mm-hmm. have your old car back or pick out a new car? Would you rather? Uh, I'd probably. Because we're at that point at this point. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I'd probably go for a new car. And the only reason I say that is because I don't know what was done inside that car. Oh, and it, I, I was, I don't I know see. if it was you or it was someone else having, I was having a conversation with. And when I say new car, like, I'm fine with the used car too. That's not a problem. Just having I, a, I, I, a new car for you is what I mean. A different yeah, 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 yeah. car. A, right. different. a new car for me would be great. That would be ideal now. Originally, like, if it was in the first few days, I was like, man, I just want my car back. And I'll get it fixed up and whatnot. But at this point, it's been gone for so long that I'm afraid of what was done in the car. And mm-hmm. I'll always have that in the back of my mind. Be like, oh, God. wait, wait. So, so are you talking like like someone had sex in the car or what? What's Anything. the people? I mean, people could shit in the car, have sex in the car. They could smoke meth in the car. Like there's anything, you know, anything you could think of. Wait, 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 wait. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. So I want to put these on scales. Like what's the worst? Yeah. So where does shitting in the car, sex in the car, and meth in the car, where do they fall? Like one to three, in the one car being is, the worst. is like the worst. Okay. So someone's shitting in the car. Yeah. Someone shit the in the car. That's the worst. Then okay. I would say someone have sex, but well, like, if someone had sex in the car, it's like, oh, okay. Like, how messy was it? You know? Because that also oh, okay. plays a role in it. Yeah, because it could be like a quickie type situation. Yeah, it could be or like how- whatever. It could be like real hot and heavy, messy, and there's shit right. all over the place. Right. Then right. it would go into like somebody doing illicit drugs. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. That's so, like the least of my worries. I'm just saying. So like, what, what is a, it about the illicit drugs? Thing. Is it the fact that they did it in the car or like they left their crack pipe in the car? It's so. just that they didn't do it without, they, they didn't invite me to do it. Oh, know? I see. I see. So, so they didn't get permission. Number yeah. one. And yeah. you weren't invited to the fight. Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get it like a save the date or an RSVP kind of thing. Okay. You know, they did All it. Right. With, it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, pop that cherry <laughs> when it comes to drugs, oh, fuck. you let me know. But it's so you're saying you're saying if 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 the person out there that stole your car is listening, uh-huh. that if they did want to do meth in your stolen car, Gabe would be OK with you stealing the car as long as you invited him to the crack smoking party. As sure, long as yeah. he could go smoke crack in his old car with you, that would be perfectly fine. I'm I'm just saying if you're going to do it, at least invite <laughs> the owner into it, you know, but when it comes to. The worst, I'd have to say shit, because it's just one of those things where it's like you smell it and you just know exactly what's going like. It's out there. Can't go back from and as as much as I could get that car detailed, because I've also been in cars where someone has I took an Uber one time and the guy's like, oh, yeah, I had a drunk person. They were in the car and they threw up in the back seat and I had to go get it detailed and I got it detailed twice. And in the car, you could still smell it like it was in it was in the fibers. And I was like, oh, and I had the window down. I was like, I can't do this right now. So if that happened, then shit's, you know, right next to it in terms of like what I could imagine would still be. It's still in the crack somewhere. It's still in the fiber. Like I can still smell it, you know? So that would be my only fear is that driving around, smelling it, and then knowing what they did. Somebody, somebody mentioned, Brandon mentioned bed bugs. That would also be bad, but. I, you know, that's easy. You can treat with heat and steam and you can, you can totally get rid of them. But when it comes to George Santos stealing my car and making cameos out of them, that's something you can't go back from. You can't come back from that. You know what we should do? We should go to bone end of the week and we're just going to do a hard, ah, hard transition here. There we go. Huh, huh. Ah, bone end of the week. Cause we got to get to it. So we got, we got three good boneheads, but let's play the music because everyone loves the little jingle. Yeah, I love it. Bonehead of the week. Head of the week. Bonehead of the week. So we got some uh, three really good boneheads this week. Yeah. Jim Comer Pyle. We've uh-huh. got uh, Vivek Ramadama Ding Dong. And Hurrah! we've got we got Tommy Two Branches Tuberville uh-huh. uh, as the Boneheads of the Week. Proper Boneheads of the Week, I think. I mean, I think they are. Don't you? Yeah. I think they're pretty appropriate Boneheads. I mean, they're always Boneheads, but this week, definitely. Excuse me if I have to mute my mic, but... Um, so where, where, shall, where shall we start? Do you want to start with... Um, uh, Tommy Tuberville, because that one's pretty easy to slam dunk. Yeah, there. that one. I think there's. I can find the clip, but there's a clip of Tommy Tuberville. He's walking back. Well, I'll to his look car. for it while while you're describing. Go ahead. And so basically, we've gone what ten months now with Tommy Tommy Tuberville saying that he's not okay with the military paying for expenses in in specifically in states where abortion is legal for members of the military to do that. 
And he has spent his whole time being like, I don't like this. I don't support it. Well, I don't give a shit, man. Your job, which is also crazy to think about, that one person can hold up a whole nomination process of hundreds of people that either need to, that could get a better pay, get a better position. Like, if we're really America first, then Tommy Tuberville is one of the many members of the Republican Party who are anti-American, who are America's second, third, 50th on the list. So they came to basically a conclusion where Tommy Tuberville was like, oh, well, you know what? They didn't get what they wanted. We didn't get what I wanted. And so it is what it is, which basically means that we've come through 10 upwards of 11 months of him stalling the nomination process just for the very end of this to be like, well, it is what it is. They didn't get it. We didn't get what we wanted. And now it's just a waste of time. Well, here's the clip. Here's the clip of uh, Tommy, Tommy two branches, Tuberville. Um, being by the way, as you pointed out before, lives in Florida, not in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he is, he's not only a two brancher, he's a carpet bagger too, but apparently he's a bona fide loser, but he doesn't know how to admit that he lost. That you didn't achieve exactly what you set out to do, that the policy is still in place. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much a draw. I mean, they didn't get what they wanted. We didn't get what we wanted. And you know, they just when they when they change the rules, it's hard to it's hard to win. And so they changed the NDA, NDA rules. We didn't get to fight for it to leave it in the Senate. And so, just unfortunate, American people didn't get a voice. Do you mind just stating what you said off camera real quick? Just what's going to happen? What just happened? Yeah, just like a well, we're camera. going. I'm releasing everybody. I still got a hold on. I think eleven four star generals. Everybody else is completely released from me. Now, somebody else might, I think some, there's a few other people got holds on one or two or three people. But other than that, it's over. <laughs> so it's over, but it was a draw. It was, it a, was draw. a draw. They, I mean, they didn't get what they wanted. I didn't get what I wanted. So, you know what? Tit for tat. It's a draw. It, it's a cat's game. Cat scratch. Right. This this football government stuff. It, look, government government's like football and the football's like government. And when you when you have draw in the football, see no one really wins, and 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 and, 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 and the football is like the government because the because the fo- football and the government mm-hmm. are kind mm-hmm. of the they're difficult. It's thing. Dip- see, see that they're, they're difficult. They're, they're the, the, the thing here that uh, you know never ceases to amaze me is that somebody like Tommy Tuberville is like, well, you know, uh, I got a hold on a couple four-star generals. You know, someone else got a couple people, you know, in their fantasy team that they're trying to draft and upscale here to uh, to nominate. But, uh, uh, yeah, I released everyone, which, by the way, were hundreds of people. And it's right. not just – it's a domino effect. It's not just those people who are nominated, but also was putting a hold on anyone else who was potentially going for a nomination to those positions that would need to be filled from those people who are actually getting nominated to a higher ranking position. So the idea was like, man, I, I released a, you know, I got a hold on a couple people, you know, I own them. I own them. They're mine. Uh, but everyone else I, I released, uh, I put on the, I put on the free agent waiver. Uh, how do we say here on the football team? But uh, at the end of the day, it's draw and uh cat scratch fever. Uh, it's, 
it's right. done. See, see what we did? We got down to fourth down. We got down and we punted the ball, but that doesn't mean that we gave up the ball. It yeah. just means that because we're going to get the ball back in the third quarter, and then yeah, when the third quarter comes. Oh, my God. All right, let's move on. Tommy Two Branches definitely is a fucking bonehead, uh, yeah. but he has lost his bid in the Senate to damage our national security. Uh, there's someone else that wants to damage our national security with a bunch of Putin's lies, which is Vivek Ramadamadingdong, uh, Gabe Sanchez. He's a good friend of him. Pronounce yeah. my yeah. name correctly. <laughs> no, no, it's Rama Dama Ding Dong. Uh, Vivek Rama Dama Ding Dong. Rama Dama Ding Dong. Now, Slummy. I'm not sure Slummy. exactly why you wanted to have him on Bone of the Week. I think I suggested him probably. Yeah. Um, you, but it you was kind of a text. You sent yeah, me a well, text to two of them. Well, I, but I mean, I was spot on with them, right? Yeah, yeah, of I course. I was spot on with those two. Now, you chose, you chose the last one there. But here's, here's Vivek getting absolutely uh, trashed by Chris Christie. And I'm no Chris Christie fan, but I'm all for Chris Christie doing this to Vivek Ramadama Ding Dong. So let's see how uh, Chris Christie destroys Ramadama Ding Dong here. Okay, you say this. You you do this. You do this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to I'll say what. Exactly no, what I, I said, Chris. I'm not I've done yet. Well, this now is now look. Hold this on. is man, this man is stupid. This man is stupid nonsense. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to play more of it because I can't mm-hmm. help but love when Chris Christie absolutely tears apart Ramadan and Ding Dong. Oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't but love it. I mean, how yeah. could you not? Like, I, I don't like Chris Christie, but I no, love the infighting. Right? Please no, give absolutely. us more material. And I said yeah. this yesterday on my show. I said... Please do not stop. Continue to give us material that we can make ads out of, commercials out of, that we can play on nonstop, repeat, 24-7 on any station that will have us and any place that will quote us. You make sure that you play that as many times as you can to actually show, because there's also another part of this later on, which I don't know if you show the Chris Christie comment. Uh, He was asked a question by... um, uh, by CNN, and it was, is there some sort of agreement or partnership that you have with Nikki Haley? And he's like, no, I don't have a partnership. But here's the thing. They do have a partnership. It's not, vote. they're not going to go out and say it, obviously, because that's going to cause a lot of people to be like, wait, 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 who am I supporting here? But it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And they are partner, they are colluding in the background to defend each other if it means that they can fucking go after Vivek Ramaswamy. So that's what it is. Because Vivek Ramaswamy, we know, is the surrogate. He's the proxy. He's Donald Trump's plant. Right. Well, we've always known that. Yeah. But watch Chris Christie uh, tear him apart here. Because the one the one part is just, uh, Chris Christie, you, you're speaking to my heart when you uh, <laughs> boil down uh, Ramadama Ding Dong here. So shut up for a while. I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to say something else. I'm going to say we're now 25 minutes into this debate, and he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence, not her positions, her basic intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. Look, 
If you want to disagree on issues, that's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on some issues. But I'll tell you this, I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. Ooh, but that's a sick burn. Now, mm -hmm. you're saying that Nikki Nikki Haley and 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 Chris Christie are colluding to to kind of defend yeah. against Vivek uh, Ramadamadingong. But here's the thing. Is I believe what Chris Christie's doing here and and maybe maybe they are colluding. Um, but he's tricked Nikki Haley into this is that Chris Christie is trying to welcome uh, Nikki Haley voters to his side, because the fact is, is it's a Republican primary yeah. and uh, Nikki Haley isn't going to win because she's a woman. I mean, that's pretty fucking simple. I don't know if people uh, know that that that's the case, but it's obvious that that's the case. I, I don't I don't know what world they think we're living in, but she won't be the nominee because she is a woman. She won't make it to South Carolina. She has to make it to South Carolina. She has to win in South Carolina. Yeah. What Chris Christie is doing is he is, he is inviting her coalition, her mm -hmm. anti-Trump coalition to his side being like, well, Hey, if he's willing to defend Nikki Haley, then I'm willing to support him. Cause I support right. Nikki Haley. You know, I support, I support women too. So I'll vote for Chris Christie. Like, it, you know, Ain't yeah. got it all back. No, no. I mean, it, it, you're, you're ex he's an he's a extending an olive branch right. to that side to say, hey, in the event that Nikki Haley does drop out, which she will, she won't win South Carolina, which is her state. If you can't win your own state, and you were a two time governor, you're done. You're done. You're done. But when it comes to the the rankings of like options, it goes Donald Trump with a far. In, in between uh, majority, he's got like four, high 40, low 50%. Then you've got uh, Ron DeSantis, who's like high 30, low 40%. Then you've got Nikki Haley at like the teens. And then you've got uh, Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy. I think Vivek Ramaswamy might be doing a little bit better than Chris Christie, but they kind of flip-flop. And they're like the single digits less than 10 range. So... There's no, and I know, I know that we say, and I commented this yesterday on my show. I know that we comment on this show, and we say the polls are antiquated. Don't trust them. But when you have huge swings that right. are like double digits, that big, like you, you can't ignore it. And we know that the majority is going to the vote that the way that they are based on these polls, because again, they're not slim margins where it's like, oh, it could go either way. It's like no, that you have to clear a thirty point gap. You want me to give you the evidence? People. Let me give you the evidence yeah. of why. I mean, you don't have to really look at the polls, but um, and you can look at those numbers. But here's the evidence of why Donald Trump's going to win the primary, because there was only one person that qualified for this debate that was not standing on the stage. And his name is Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And he still is beating these people. And that's all you yeah. need to know about yeah. this primary. That's all you really need to know. But I want to show you something else you need to know about Vivek Ram Ramadama Ding Dong here <laughs> is that he will literally say any kind of fucking thing he can to get attention. He will read off your Papa's Facebook page and go full on balls deep with Russian propaganda here. Listen, Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job, that the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? that the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform, that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, 
was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment <laughs> okay. that actually Thank put you. up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax <laughs> that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person That'll on the stage who can Thank say you. these things. That's what it's going to take. Now people will his boots one time, and now Monday, <clears> the quarterback came <throat> criticizing him when it's convenient. He's like, vote for Donald Trump because they were only bootlickers once. I'm a full-time bootlicker. Yeah. So vote for the- Donald Trump. I, so I mean, a, Vivek yeah. Ramadama Ding Dong is what I mean. I pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I will not a, pronounce your name correctly. I will not. I've got a. Uh, I've got a. What was that? That I'm gonna film after this. After we film this, mm-hmm. and um, it's about it's about Vivek Ramaswamy, and it's about how you know, it's like I'm glad that a lot of people are coming, waking up, you know, uh, and. Coming to the realization that Vivek Ramaswamy is, you know, a snake oil salesman. He's not uh, qualified. He's a fraud. He's a liar. He's a thief. All these things. And this this debate was a great example, but it also shows you how far he's come from the other side. Now, obviously, he was libertarian before, and he's Republican now. But in September of 2022, you have to remember that the guy literally wrote a book about people playing victim and, and the victimhood mentality. And in that book, he has a section where he talks about Donald Trump. He talks about Republicans. He talks about a precedent that has been created by Donald Trump and Republicans who are unwilling to accept any result that is not a win in their column. If they lose, they cry foul, and they say that we will deny and deny, deny the election. In that book, he talks about January 6th, how it wasn't an inside job, how it was uh, terrible for our democracy. He talks about how Donald Trump is a sore loser. Uh, He goes into other details, but it's crazy to see, and not crazy, but when you realize that there's someone behind the scenes pulling the strings and maybe feeding you money, like Donald Trump, then you understand how someone could make a complete 180 turn on making claims like that that's in a book to then going on stage and debating and saying, oh, well, January 6th was an inside job. 9-11 was an inside job. The election was stolen because of machines. It's crazy. It's crazy. But also when you realize that there is someone behind the scenes like Donald Trump who is trying to put up Vivek Ramaswamy as a shield to fend off attacks, but then also via proxy or surrogate attack those people for him because he doesn't have to do it all he has to do is retruth it online that's it well you know speaking of people who change their tune when the strings aren't being pulled by trump uh, behind the scenes i want to bring up the alpha cuck of the week mm, soon to be former yeah former representative former speaker kevin mccarthy mm-hmm. now as everyone knows as i predicted kevin mccarthy would would resign his seat uh, in Congress, uh, eventually, that he would not rerun, but he's. But he if, told us he wasn't going to quit. Right. Well, I, I, he he is a cuck, so he would he would do these things. But I'll tell you, there is a clip um, of Kevin McCarthy <laughs> saying the truth out loud, which is fucking it, hilarious. Not even the only time he said that, too. Right. This is fucking hilarious. Um, which is going to lead me to the dishonorable mention uh, here to a clip that he was saying in a private party. Um, now you got to remember these fucking idiots say this shit in private parties. Was that a private party? I think that's well, a party, it was an it? Oxford student speech. Oxford, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But you got to remember, you got to remember, 
uh, these boneheads don't really know the internet, right? Uh, yeah, McCarthy but then he a- went. But then he went to the New York Times uh, book summit, mm-hmm. and he said the same thing there. Right. Well, and and this is this is the retribution that Kevin McCarthy is going to take oh, on yeah. Donald he's, Trump. I mean, he's torturing. Yes, because Donald Trump was the one who who removed him as speaker. Um, yeah. Kevin McCarthy knows that. That's how it happened. He was removed from speaker to, to do his bare minimum responsibility, which was to keep government open. And he's removed for that, even yeah. though Kevin you McCarthy think- understood that that would help the party, not hurt the party. But, you know. Yeah. And, and you, you think that for a guy that fed the man food. Right. Well, when he was hungry and depressed. Right. Yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. you would think. Yeah. <laughs> that Donald Trump wouldn't stab the guy in the back, but then well, again, it's Donald yeah, Trump. That's, so. yeah. Well, here's what Kevin McCarthy says about his party versus the Democratic Party. Listen to see if you can spot the truth out loud that most Republicans, all of them, wouldn't want you to hear. And when you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I don't even know if this is honestly, I don't know if this is real, if this is AI. And I haven't done that in a while, but I'm got I, 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 let me play it for you again, because I you, just, you, are you hearing laughter at first glance? I can't say that this guy would say this shit, but listen again. And when you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the truth is there, but I, I, again, I can't tell if this is real or if this is AI because I would never I, believe, this I believe this shit, it is real, uh, yeah. I, 100%. The, and, and when I first heard it at the, the, the book summit, I was like, what? Right. Well, Did you like, say that? That's, that's like, what I'm no. saying. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I saw somebody tweet, I, maybe uh, Brian Tyler Cohen, he might have tweeted that clip and said the same thing. And I was like, wait, I just, I just saw him say this and I was right. like, Oh, he's, he's going, he's doing a tour. He's saying it everywhere. Yes. Well, and, and this is, uh, again, this is the retribution that Kevin McCarthy is going to, uh, and he's going to start walking towards what Liz Cheney is saying, Mitt Romney mm-hmm. is saying, but it's going to fall on deaf ears because again, until Kevin McCarthy would take responsibility for what he did to this country, which is give us Trumpism and MAGA and support yeah. them and, collude with them and just stand back and capitulate to them as the speaker mm. of the house, then your, 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 your words will fall on deaf ears. But it is interesting that of, of how he's saying and what he's saying, let me, let me play it yeah. one more time. And just to clarify for the- people in the chat, this is real. This is, this is 100% right, real. I know, I know. Well, it's, again, I questioned it at first, but I know, but I saw, I see people in the chat being like, is this real? If it's real, we should, yes, it is 100% real. This is not the first time you said right. it in the last week. So but you got to question this stuff in this day and yeah. age, um, especially when you hear them say shit like this, because this is, it's interesting how he's, how he's approaching this, mm-hmm. right? Because he's approaching this as an, in like, oh, my party sucks. But he's saying yeah. my party sucks without saying his party sucks. Listen, I mean, he's well, taking, he's taking the George Santos route actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. Yes. So he's doing the George Santos. He's just doing it in front of the yeah. Oxford Students Union as opposed to a cameo. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> Have you ordered your uh, your personal George No, I'm not going to order a fucking Come cameo. Come on, man. You're not going to order a cameo to goof on him? You got to. Nah. You're like, you're he like, raised the, you're he like, also he, raised the you're price. The, you're the master of George Santos 
of George I know, Santos I know, information. I know. But here's the thing. I, if I get him to say something, he will say it because what from the videos I've been watching, he just doesn't even care anymore. Uh, well, so yeah, it's just, it's just to pay him to say something, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. And that's what I was always curious about is like, if I tell him to say something like I stole and killed those dogs, would he say it? You know, uh, who knows? You could get oh. him to say and admit that he stole your car. I mean, I could get him to do that. That is a possibility because if I look at his price right now, wow. Okay. So he started at $75. Mm-hmm. Then he went up to 200 then mm-hmm. he went up to 400, then he dropped it down to 350, then he went back to 400, and now he's at $500 a video. Holy shit. Well, I bet I bet I bet Kevin McCarthy makes more money at this speech at the uh, Oxford's Union uh, Society. 4 hours ago, turned out he turned out two videos in about 10 minutes, which is a thousand bucks. He made a thousand bucks. In 10 minutes, I should go on different locations with different outfits. Santos is the hardest working man in America. That's what he said. That's what somebody commented. Oh, I see. I see. I'm just reading. I'm reading through the comments right now. There's a lot of one star reviews, too, but there's a lot. Well, I mean, uh, George Santos is likely to get a lot of one star reviews. You know, who else is likely (laughs) to get a lot of one star reviews. The wiener of the house, Mike Rowe Johnson. And a lot of people yeah. are pointing out, speaking of speaking in private to people and saying the, the quiet part out loud, mm-hmm. um, the wiener of the house, Mike Rowe Johnson, apparently went and spoke at a Nazi rally uh, and and really, really showed his support for white supremacist and white Christian nationalism. Uh, it's weird stuff. He's um, a big, a big fan of uh, of supposedly believing that he's Moses as well. It's kind of weird. You know, it's it's funny because I'm no Bible expert, right? It's been yeah. a long okay, time. Okay, what's, what's your question? It's a long time since I uh, picked up a Bible. But my yeah. question is, in the Bible, because uh-huh. most Christians, you know, talk about the gospel of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people know, but the gospel of the Bible is the first four books um, of the New Testament, but where does Moses appear in that Bible? Where does he appear? Does he appear in the? He's an Old Testament, bro. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. So what you're what you're saying is is that Christians maybe shouldn't I don't know look to Moses as their. It's not only it's not only look to Moses, know. right? Like it's 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 also you're looking to. So there's like new God, which is. Right. The New Testament, which is like, oh man, I had a son and I have empathy for the right. That's the God mind. that fucks. The that's old the testament God, yeah. is God, God doesn't fuck. This but the guy New Testament, is, that's the God that old fucking fucks and has babies. A tyrant. Old Testament is I'm going to flood the world, I'm going to burn it down, I'm going to uh make you sacrifice your children. I'm gonna make Abraham take your son up to the mountaintop and sacrifice him for right. me. The weird, the weird, that's the weird kinky guy. And then the new guy that came in was like, oh shit, I have a son. He changed his ways when he had a kid. He changed his ways. Exactly. Right. Well, but it it is kind of funny that these white Christian nationalists, you're like, we're Christians, we're Christians. They talk more about the, the old tyrant type God than they do the, the new reformed. I'm a daddy now. And I really do think this is what God looks like when he's, when he's, when he's making babies. Oh, you mean he's fucking? Yeah, that's that, that, yeah. that's how God fucks. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, speaking <laughs> of speaking of God fucking, uh, he apparently has fucked this guy's mind up. Let's listen to how he compares himself to Moses. This is really weird. 
Can you hear the audio? Is the audio not coming through? I can't hear it. Motherfucker. Hang on. Hang on. Can the I can audience... hear you, but I can't hear it. Can the audience hear the audio? No getting... audio. No audio. Audio, 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 audio. Son no of audio. a bitch. Hang on. Hang on. What did you do, man? I don't know. Let me, let me, let me fucking hang on. Let me get it refreshed here. Let's see if it, it might be the, the, the programming. It could be the deep state too. It could be that we were speaking against God and Moses and God mm. was like, no audio. For we were you. speaking ill of the omnipotent, right. all powerful, reigning, unforgivable God. I guess so. Let me, let me, uh, let me get there. I think it's playing now. Can you hear it now? No, it's the video. It sounds like Texas Paul had the same problem. So you got to find this video somewhere else, dude. Oh my god, what a bunch of shit, man. That's called the deep state muting audio, bro. State. All right, let me I can hear it. I can hear it through mm -hmm. my headphones. Um but apparently God does not want us to show how uh Micro Johnson, the wiener of the house, wants to be Moses or compared to Moses or thinks mm -hmm. he is Moses. Some shit. You know like who that. else said he was Moses? Who? Moses? Uh, <laughs> like the guy, the actual Moses, was he? Did he no. Say uh, uh, sorry, hold on. I just want to make sure I fucking forgot his name. Who played Jesus? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Henry and uh, um, no, uh, what's this guy's name? I know who you're talking about. Are uh, you shitting me? I'm not gonna Caviezel? be able to play this clip. Caviezel, Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said he was Moses and he said Donald Trump was Jesus. Wait, or wait. no, sorry, sorry. He said he was Jesus, and he said Donald Trump was Moses. So now we're now we're competing. Oh. I don't know who Moses is. Is it is it Mike Johnson or is it uh, Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know if this is the clip, but we'll try this one. Let's see. Maybe son of a bitch. There you go. Nope, no audio. Uh they're working against me here. I'm, I swear to God, it's it's the deep state it's the deep state it's the deep state is that where it was working earlier what the fuck mm -mm. here we'll try to mm -mm. we'll try to reshare see if we can get this going here 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 it is again let's try this let's let's see uh, audio mm. no audio jesus christ so apparently, um, we can't share this because God does not want us to. <laughs> it is. It is. It sounds. It sounds like there's a lot of censorship going on over at uh, Twitter.com. Might, might, might be. Might be what it is. Uh, well, you know, it is what it is here. So tell, tell, tell the folks um, what Micro Johnson said about Moses. Why well, try to see if I can fix this shit? Yeah, um, hold on. Me. What what was his what was his words about Moses? Because he said he wanted to be not that he wanted to be Moses. He is Moses, right? He, he yeah. compared himself. He to compares Moses. himself to Moses because so God Mike spoke John to him, right? Because God yes, spoke to him. He heard he, voices in his then, head, and then he said that weird. God directed him to um uh to open up a you know the path he had the his path to power through the rolling sea. So basically, in a keynote speech at a gathering, Christian nationalist lawmakers on Tuesday night, House Speaker Mike Johnson compared himself to Moses leading the GOP conference and America through the parting 
of the Red Sea. If anyone remembers that, they were boom, boom, on their way out of Egypt, and Moses part of the sea, right, staff, Moses, uh, which really was a low tide, and people were able to cross. That's what the story is. Um, anyway, he addressed the National Association of Christian Lawmakers at the group's award gala because, you know, they got to award themselves with participation trophies. Uh, perhaps unaware of the event was being recorded. Again, you just got to assume that everything you do in life is being recorded. I always am. A, I, I'm, I'm always, whether it's on this show or I turn the camera off, I know somebody's watching me in this room. Okay. I know. So I got to be careful what I do. So you don't, so that's spank, go, you don't, that, you don't spank in that room then. No, 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 okay. no. That's a, I go in the closet. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. Not that secret. I'll tell you a secret. He said, <laughs> since media is not here. Thank you for not allowing the media in because Again, transparency, tra uh, censorship is the guy who wants to blur the faces of the Jan 6 insurrectionists in videos, even though he had to walk that one back. Johnson then revealed that the lead up to the tumult of Kevin McCarthy losing the gavel in the chaotic GOP process of selecting a new speaker had been speaking directly from God. Ah. Look, I'm a Southern Baptist. I don't want to get too speaky or too spooky on you, he said, provoking some laughter from the attendees. But, you know, the Lord speaks to your heart. The message he received from God, uh, from God, Johnson said, was to prepare the Red Sea moment. But for the Republican conference and in the country at large, Johnson said he found the directive confusing, but he continued to seek the counsel of God. God's not talking to you, man. You're fucking crazy, okay? Jesus Christ. No one is talking to you. You're talking to yourself. You might have had a psychotic break. Might want to go 5150, put yourself in, a, in an asylum or something, get some treatment, make sure your mind's right, maybe get some medication. I know you guys love Big Pharma. You know. Then he said, the Lord began to wake me up through this three-week process in the middle of the night to speak to me. Johnson assisted. Now, at the time, he continued, I assume the Lord is going to choose a new Moses. But because of his own lesser rank among the GOP's leadership, Johnson said he believed the bravely message to be, you're going to be, you're going to allow me to be Aaron to Moses, citing the role of the Old Testament's prophet's brother to biblical sidekick. Because that's all he is. He's a fucking sidekick. Moses. Moses. Wait, 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 He's he said. So I waited and waited, and at the end, the Lord said, now step forward. Johnson regaled the audience with the surprise of the tapping of Moses' figure. Me, Johnson said? I'm supposed to be Aaron. I'm not supposed to be a main leading character. He didn't say that part, but I said that. Uh, <laughs> but that was not the message, Johnson insisted for calling. No, the Lord said, step forward. He said this shit? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know oh, if he said that, God. but he said the other stuff. <laughs> the dishonorable mention with the wiener of the house, Mike Johnson, or should we call him Moses Johnson um, from Moses. henceforth? Mm -hmm. Because apparently he believes because voices tell him in his head. Now, I, I got to tell you, like, I, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because I like democracy. And yeah. if it was yeah. anything else, like a ham sandwich or whatever, I would vote against autocracy every single time. But I got to tell you, 
if Joe Biden was coming out in front of the camera saying that he heard voices in his head and then he was talking back to these voices and he was having mm-hmm. conversation with these voices about the decisions he was making as a government official, I would be like, holy fuck, maybe people are right about Joe Biden being a goddamn psychopath. I mean, yeah. I, it, it, it's crazy shit that you're sta- and, and he's like, I don't want anyone to record that I'm talking to people in my yeah. head. Like, I don't want anyone to record that I'm having conversation with people in my head. Don't, don't let the, the media be here to record this. I will. I will call out and 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 uh, make the enemy of a situation. I'll, I'll see a homeless person on the street and I'll say, God, that guy's crazy. He's crazy. You know, he lost his mind. He's talking to whoever. Is he talking to maybe he's talking to God? I don't Could know. Be. Maybe, that maybe he thinks he's God. Moses. Maybe he thinks, maybe he he's, thinks Moses. he's Moses. Right. So Republicans want to go after, you know, people on the street and people who might seem crazy and out of their mind or whatever. But then they themselves are saying, you know, I feel like someone on the street who was crazy be like, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, right. I'm crazy. Like, I'm, look, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. And that crazy being believing that you talk to God. And there was a moment in time when I went through. Catholic grade school and I was like part of a youth group in high school where I was like, can people really talk to God? Priests say they talk to God all the time. And then I'm thinking, I was like, well, when I hear myself talk, I'm just talking to myself. Like it's just me doing a character or a bit inside my head. So the idea that somebody says, oh, I spoke to God. I'm like, "Hmm, maybe you want to get help. I don't know. Well, speaking to someone who needs to get help, we got our winner. James Comer Pyle. James Comer. James Comer Pyle is our winner of Bonehead of the Week. And um, it's because of his delusions, Gabe Sanchez. Let me give you a piece of it. You got a lot of people, including here's a tweet from an analyst uh, that says that these are just uh, payments uh, already reported in the media for a truck that Joe Biden bought for his son. He says, I don't think fronting a son money for a truck is an impeachable offense. He says another swing and a miss. Your response to that. That's bull crap. Look, if, if he wanted to send his money to his son for a truck, then send him money for his truck. But he got that. That's what he that's what he did. Gabe yeah. Sanchez. That's that's what he did. You know what? He, you know what he didn't do? What did he do? He didn't use a shell company mm-hmm. to handle the transaction. Wait, 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 wait. Is this an LLC? Because you're talking LLCs and I it's never an, said uh, LLC. And but I, listen, I did. It's an LLC. OK, uh, uh, guys, you just got to. I'm James Comer. OK, you just got to understand. Uh, there's plenty of evidence that uh, J- Joe Biden did do something illegal. OK, <laughs> You think you think an LLC is a, is a shady shell company? I mean, I mean, is it? I don't know anymore. Uh, James Comer is a complete embarrassment to, I mean, the Republican Party, but also just like the state of democracy as it stands right now. Um, but James Comer, there's even a clip. Uh, there's a clip from this morning of Peter Ducey. On the White House lawn, admitting that, that they James have Gomer is an idiot. That James yes. Gomer is an idiot. Yeah, I'll find okay. that clip. I, I like I like this clip here. This really shows his boneheadedness and shows mm-hmm. how stupid I can't I can't even believe that Republicans did the thing that's going to help us the most as the pro democracy coalition and put this guy on the oversight chairmanship. Uh, but here it is. Here's James Comer Pyle explaining how interest doesn't work. You can loan people money. 
if they pay you back, then you you benefited directly from the influence peddling scheme because it. He- <laughs> so if you loan someone money and they pay you back without interest, you totally benefited. I don't not sure how. I mean, other than like maybe goodwill, I don't know. But yeah. um, generally, banks don't survive if they just give out money for goodwill. They don't charge. Yeah. Um, interest on how they make money when you loan someone money to make money on the money when you loan it. But, you know, who am I, who am I to say, um, you know, how interest works, you know? And also, also when it comes to banking institutions, micro loans are way better than huge, massive loans that people It is true. It is true. It is true. Non-interest loans in the amount of $4,100 bring in way more profit from bribes than uh, gazillions of dollars. It is true. This is true stuff. Uh, Let's find out the truth that Peter Ducey comes to here on the White House Lawn on Fox News this morning. The House Oversight Committee has been at this for years, and they have so far not been able to provide any concrete evidence that Joe Biden personally profited from his son Hunter's open. <laughs> they are going to try again with this impeachment inquiry that's set to start next week. Do it. Do it, you fucking idiot. Step on that rake. Please, round, please, please. Round two, you're going to embarrass yourselves because you're going to be exposed. Again, he says he says the truth. And this is like with the one time I'm like, oh, my God, I, I agreed with fucking Peter Ducey. Uh, but this well, is the I moment. think he's trying to warn him because because like like we're warning we're warning like Republicans and Comer Pyle when we're like, hey, you're you're going to fail here. This is so stupid. Why are you doing this exercise? Because yeah. he's like, we're going to have Hunter Biden come in and testify. I'm going to write subpoenas. And Hunter Biden's like, OK, hold my beer. I'll come in to testify. And he's like, no, Hunter Biden can't come testify because. Mm-hmm. That would really fuck us up. And then this morning, don't, don't come public. Don't come in the public. Right. Don't, do not come. Right. Do not come. I'm going to come. Don't, right. I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm going to come. Speaking speaking of Hunter Biden and coming, um, when is MAGA going to come to the conclusion that they should love Hunter Biden? When is James Comer Pyle? Because I mean, I pointed out this morning that they love tax cheats. They fucking yeah. love them, man. They fucking love tax cheats. They love people with guns. They love people who cheat their That's taxes. That's right. They love, they love hookers. They love they blow. Love, yeah. I mean, have you seen dogs. the pictures from? Have you have you seen the pictures of the parties from Mar-a-Lago? It looks like Hunter Biden would fit right on. Oh, in. yeah, yeah. Many of the photos that yeah. that that uh, Donald Trump has taken with some of these women, where I'm like, well, I mean, I Kimberly know. Guilfoyle's there, Helena yeah. Habba's there. I'm not saying Kimberly Guilfoyle and Helena Habba uh, participate in doing cocaine. I'm just saying mm-hmm. they definitely participate in doing cocaine. I mean, yeah. they're within the proximity. Have you of seen Donald Trump Jr.? Have you so. seen Don Jr.? Right. I'm Guys, not- <laughs> okay. Guys, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating that that people shouldn't do blow at parties and people shouldn't uh, hire sex workers and fuck them all night long. I'm not saying that. I actually, I, I'm a big advocate for sex work is work, and honestly, I think we should decriminalize uh, uh, doing drugs in this country. But it just seems a little weird that MAGA doesn't have a hard on for. For Hunter oh, Biden they do, at this point, but they can't. They can't. Oh, it's, it's a different it's like type of hard scenario. Up. It's like when you know, it's like the trans community or someone who's gay. They're like, oh god, I'm aroused. I can't be aroused. Oh god, they're you know, their dick is bigger than mine. Like whatever it might be, they <laughs> they they have this inferiority complex, um, Napoleon syndrome, 
they have this ability to have the most fragile of egos call them call other and the other thing too is they call other people snowflakes right they're like oh man they're just so sensitive fucking lib turd snowflake purple hair blue hair this blah 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 and what's funny about the and i just want to put this out the funny the thing that i i know about or i i want to acknowledge about them calling other people snowflakes is that snowflake comes from fight club which is a whole critique on toxic masculinity so they're using a term from a movie that is making fun of those people to then try to use in an attack against everyone else and it's just one of these it's just another thing where you look at the people at mar-a-lago you look at the people that are in congress and the senate the republican party each of them are incredibly sensitive they would they would love to do the same type of crazy insane fun party outgoing dangerous whatever it might be that hunter biden does behind closed doors i mean let's just remember madison cawthorn cocaine sex orgies okay and i'm not against cocaine sex orgies i'm not against them i'm not yeah, against yeah, them. Right. you do you whatever you know as right. long as it's you know safe and isn't illegal or whatever sensual right yeah well We're i mean cocaine's illegal illegal, but it shouldn't be yeah, you know. i mean really right honestly yeah. it shouldn't be but they they want it to continue but being, you have to want- you have to acknowledge the absurdity of this party who loves to talk about, oh, how sinful Democrats are or how sinful everyone else is. Right. But then when you look at them behind closed doors, they're probably having fucking swingers parties, man. Hey. They're like, oh, drop the keys in the bowl. Let's do we it. Know where no one's going to. I don't know if you heard about Moms for Liberty, but they love, yeah. they love a, a good, Again, a good threesome. The loudest people have the most to hide. Well, I GOP want. accusations are just confessions. I want to give, um, our, our winner of Bonehead of the Week, Comer Pyle, a piece of evidence here because I found it on Fox News. This is definitely going to secure that they're going to impeach Joe Biden. It's a Fox business alert here, Gabe Sanchez. This Uh-oh. is breaking news, and this will be the evidence that Comer Pyle needs to impeach Hunter Biden. Here it is. 199,000 jobs added in November. Shit. Unemployment rate came down to 3.7%. God damn it. Impeach Hunter Biden. <laughs> Impeach Hunter Biden. That's what all this is, is a fucking distraction, is what I'm pointing out. It's not looking great, especially as they're about to go on holiday. They're recess. And the last thing that you hear about when you go to your family for dinner, right. for Unemployment rate is down or Christmas or Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever holiday you might celebrate. You're going to sit down, have dinner and be like, man, I'm so happy about that job support. Yeah. Well, um, there's all the evidence that you need. James Comer Pyle, 199 jobs created, unemployment rate down to 3.7. Impeach Hunter Biden now. (laughs) Impeach him James Comer Pyle, the bonehead of the week, Gabe Sanchez. Let's give him his due. (laughs) Oh, Comer Pyle, you are a fucking bonehead. 100% idiot. Mm-hmm, and keep mm-hmm. going. I hope you keep on your idiotic. Oh, uh, he's not going to stop scourge. because there's no way he cannot. He cannot stop. He has to commit to this bit in that he has no other opportunity. I mean, like if you look at the accomplishments or the things that have been passed. I mean, again, you look at what Kevin McCarthy said. You look at what George Sanders has said. You look at what uh, Joe Biden has said. They've all said the same thing. 
the Republican Party in this conference has accomplished little to none over the last year. They've spent all of their time, all of their effort being like, we're going to have a House Oversight Committee and the GOP is going to find the corrupt nature and root it out. And we're going to show you that it's Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the whole Biden crime family. And what have they shown, Tony? They showed there was a loan between brothers. They showed there was a loan for a car. They also revealed there was another loan between brothers that was between a shell company for land swapping, but that I was actually a Republican. Again, it's just one of these things where Republicans try to claim there is some crime the Democrats did when really they're shining a light on their own crimes, their own sins, their own infidelities, whatever it might be. Well, the other thing so, that they've yeah. shown, the other thing they've shown to me <clears throat> and the nation is that Hunter Biden knows how to, how to have a good fucking time. That's mm-hmm. goddamn right. Even though he doesn't pay his taxes, he knows how to spend that tax money on a good fucking time on hookers and blow. This has been Bonehead of the Week. We got a few announcements right after the chime. Stick around. Of the week. That's a shitty transition, but I got it. it. It's Friday. I'm having a coughing fit, but go ahead, Gabe Sanchez. Tell us what was that and what's going on over there on your YouTube channel. Tell us what I got some notes here. I got some notes here on my my thing. Get it going. I got I'm working. I'm 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 finishing up writing. I got a what was that on Bavake being this well outside of a fake, but being the Trump surrogate, Trump proxy, the Trump plant but bringing up stuff from the debate and other moments. I'm working on uh, Santos cameo, you know, because he's a cam boy now. I'm also working on one that's Trump's health, Comer's lies. And there's another one about Trump and uh, Robert De Niro where he got a little, little too sensitive. Little, oh. Couldn't take a joke. Couldn't, couldn't take some criticism. Well, go over to IamGabeSanchez.com. That's IamGabeSanchez.com. Find what was that. You can also find him on YouTube, YouTube.com slash I am yeah. Gabe Sanchez. Follow his you channel. What was that? What was that show.com? Ooh. Or you just go to patreon.com slash I am Gabe Sanchez. Either one works pretty direct. But also you can stay here every Tuesday, <coughs> shit, Wednesday and Thursday. And you can watch Gabe Sanchez live right after this show on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday for a full hour on what was that live with Gabe Sanchez. Also, don't forget to go join the book club on Discord, go to the TonyMichaels.com, join the Discord. They're doing the book club sponsored by the Library of Democracy. Win every argument. You read this book, Gabe. Win every argument by Mini Hassan. They're yeah. doing this book club in the Discord right now. Uh, look at that. You got you got that yeah, summit right, right there. Look at that. Right. Boom, boom, boom. You got to get in. In the Discord, in the book club, go to the TonyMichaels.com. While you're at the TonyMichaels.com, don't forget to get your tattoo merch collection. That's right, tattoo merch collection. Uh, let me give you let me give you a little special promo code here. It's ten percent off your entire order. You just Ooh. use the promo code Holiday Ten. Holiday Ten. That's Holiday All Caps One Zero. Holiday One Zero uh, to get your tattoo merch off your entire order. You get ten percent off until Sunday, until the tenth. If you get it in by then, if you get your order in by then, you should have it by Christmas. If you get your Order in by then. So go order your tattoo merch at thedirtymichaels.com and find all the linkies there if you want to support the show. And I appreciate all the support here at the show and all your support that you give to Gabe Sanchez on his channel and his show. And I'm so glad it's Friday. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Have a great weekend. Bonehead of the week, Gabe Sanchez, the Tony Michaels podcast. Same time, same place on Monday. Surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels podcast. podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.